welcome to another episode of Cock Blocked by Corona, the podcast, when you're ready to date but have to isolate. This is episode number 11, a great big almighty thumbs up for us. If the word thumb doesn't have several meanings for you by now, then you mustn't be caught up on our previous episodes and you need to strut yourself back to episode one. Strap yourself in, my friend. You have quite the adventure ahead of you. If you're a cock-blocked super fan, then welcome back. Thank you for showing up every week on this crazy COVID romance journey with us. I'm Hannah Fredrickson and as always, I'm joined by Lauren McKenna. Hi, guys. <laughs> I copyrighted that. Oh my god! <laughs> As we help our barely single best friend Kate Foster. Hi! I don't know what to do. I blocked it. I blocked it. She got. She's got. She's a one shook wonder. She doesn't know what else to do. Okay. Ah. Uh, <laughs> she navigates the dating world with the added challenge of COVID-19. <laughs> Pandemic restrictions have eased slightly here in Melbourne, but for now we are continuing to be extra careful and are each recording remotely from our Melbourne digs as we educate ourselves and our listeners on all things sex, love, guillotine, buttholes, jet skis, orgasms and much, much more. <laughs> Hi, ladies. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. I've been planning that all week. <laughs> gotcha. That was great. That, that took me by surprise. That was great. <clears throat> oh. oh, how are you guys? Oh, good laugh for the day. Good laugh to start oh. off the day here. How are we? Very, very pregnant. Yeah, you is preggy girl. <laughs> how many weeks are you now? 34, just over 34. Cute. Wow. So final countdown now. Yep. It's the final countdown. <laughs> I must say straight up, I need to apologise if anybody hears um, any snoring. It is not one of us asleep at the recording desk. It is my French bulldog Dudley who has joined me today to record. Cameo appearance. Yeah, he finds most things is most things boring, so he will um, he will undoubtedly make some noise, so apologies in advance for that. <laughs> He's so cute. We don't mind. We love him. How have you guys been this week? What's news? Uh, I've been in training to get back to spin, teach, uh, spin teaching, so oh. I know, full-on team training. I'm quite tired. I bet. That sounds hard. My thighs are sore, my glutes are sore, and yeah, I'm a little worn out. How are you, Han? Yeah, I'm pretty good, I think. <laughs> I think. I think. I think. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm well. I'm, um, I don't really have much news to report today. I was uh, very busy and important because I went uh, out to the shops to get items for Lol's uh, hospital bag <laughs> so she could get organised to pack that. Just You're my uh, angel. Thank you. It's safer for me out there in the world. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed buying nipple creams and hydrogel nipple <laughs> uh, ice packs. Adult and nappies. All sorts of things in aisles that I've never been down before. So that was fun. I mean, it would have been a first <laughs> for me too. I was like, what's a hydrogel breast disc? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I have a lot to learn. A lot to learn. It's a whole new world. <laughs> whole new world. Bloody love hearing from you bloody excellent humans each week, so please continue to get in touch. 
One listener let us know that they are a full, loyal, cock-blocked fan and have come to the conclusion that they simply cannot listen in public due to stupid outbursts of laughter and tears. It's listening in the car and bedroom only for them. Excellent advice. Another gorgeous listener left us a five-star review stating, thank you for entertaining me each week. You ladies exude and emanate your wonderful friendship and it is so uplifting. We do read all of your reviews on our podcast platforms and feel genuinely chuffed, so thank you. Thanks all for those who have taken the time to rate and review our humble little shows so far. And this brave and beautiful cock-blocked devotee shared this dating doozy with us. She says, Hi, cock-blocked ladies. Thank you for giving me life during lockdown. Your podcast is one of the only ISO habits I want to keep. As life begins to feel a bit more normal, it has been so refreshing and entertaining hearing such brilliant, candid stories of single life and beyond. It's made me reminisce about my single years and the many doozy dating experiences I've had in my time. Last week's episode of Kate's Come Face story was particularly triggering and made me recall one particularly memorable event in my history. Quite a few years back, I was newly dating someone and I felt as though we were just starting to get into the more serious zone. We were enjoying a weekend away and he had met some of my friends for the first time at a mate's milestone birthday party. He nailed it. He was making friends and didn't need me to babysit him all night. It was bliss. I had enjoyed a few too many cocktails and was on the silly side of festively tipsy when he suggested going back to our hotel room. It was on like Donkey Kong. (laughs) Shoes and clothes were flying. It was getting hot and heavy and I seem to recall a bedside lamp may have been a casualty of the escapade. It must have looked ridiculously messy and horrific, but at the same time, I honestly felt like we were starring in our own very tasteful amateur porn. (laughs) As I was fully into character with the help of the seven to ten French martinis, I had reached a new level of confidence I had never felt before in the bedroom. I was doing a full circus act a la Kate and as things got steamier and steamier I heard myself say in a sultry voice I barely recognised Wanna come on my face? <laughs> dun, dun, dun! His eyes lit up like a Christmas tree. Do I, he said, preparing for the main event. I swept my hair back sexily in Salomo and lay like a goddess on the bed. He exploded with the strength of a thousand fire hydrants onto my full face of event makeup. The porn star feeling lasted a few seconds before I started to feel a burning sensation. It had gotten in my eyes. Oh, I howled as I stumbled clumsily off the bed. He was highly concerned and just kept asking, what? What? What have I done? My eyes! I shrieked like a bloody banshee, trying to make my way to the bathroom, kicking my little toe in the loo in the process. With his help, I managed to wash my face, but the burning didn't stop. I wear contact lenses every day in my life and I am very blind without them. (laughs) On this short trip away, I had not packed any spare lenses, nor did I have my backup glasses with me. My beau was very sweet and apologetic and called the 24-hour reception at 3am to bring up saline solution to the room to rescue my on-fire eyeballs. The contacts had to be removed and put in champagne glasses half-filled with the solution. He spent the rest of our now not so raunchy night helping guide me to the bathroom and washing out my eyes. 
Not exactly what we had planned, but we can laugh about it now because my cum face cat became my husband a couple of years later. I'll never go anywhere without a spare pair of contacts and my face is now forever off limits. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. (laughs) What a brilliant story. Such a good story. You should have a career as a writer because uh, whoever you are, you are fabulous. (laughs) That was such a good story. A thousand higher fire hydrants. As someone who wears contacts, I can imagine that would have been horrific. Stung like a bitch. Thank you for sharing. And what a brilliant story now that you've got your happy ending with your hubby too. Okay, Katie. It's time to give the the people people what they want. (laughs) 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 Tell us what's been happening in your world. So much. So much, so much, so much. Okay, guys. Spill. We just, it doesn't slow down. So much good stuff. It's been moving at a thousand miles an hour, but it all feels great. Yay. So this week I met um, my... God, I can't even. I, I so many names just went through my head there, and I was like, "Which one am I calling him?" My cur, my cur, <laughs> my construction cutie behind these southern skies. Yeah, all of the above. He hates it. He hates it when we talk about his um, Southern Cross, but I love it. I even pointed out a guy on Bondi Rescue the other day when we were watching TV, and I was like, "Oh my God, look, you're matching." <laughs> And he's like, would you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> he's senso about it. He's senso. Well, you know, shouldn't have got that drunken tattoo. Anyway, <laughs> met his friends. Um, How oh, did that go? Because obviously we can, you know, we can be in little small groups now. And we went out to a pub for the first time. So went out for a little dinner. Oh. They're lovely. It was just me and the boys. I didn't realise it was just going to be me and the boys. Oh, you were like... Just literally meeting the panel of friends. Yeah, it was. It was literally like the panel. <laughs> it was like Australian Idol. You know what I mean? So it's like the, the voice, and they have to turn their chair around at the pub <laughs> if they think you sound good. Were they nice? They were lovely. They were all really, really lovely and really welcoming. And uh, actually, I was promoting the. Well, no, actually, no. He was promoting the podcast, so oh. I think they're all going to go and have a listen. Bless him. They love it. Thanks for that. Free publicity. Yeah. <laughs> Low construction killed, eh? He loves it. He loves it still. Uh, so it was great. Had a really nice little dinner. Really like them. So he's meeting my friends. I'm meeting his friends. Everything's delightful. And he's a real sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Moving through all the little steps. Did you get a sense of what kind of role he plays mm. in that friendship group in terms of dynamic? Because I think it's really interesting sometimes when you meet a group of friends and then you sort of you find out more about your partner. Well, um, <laughs> I feel like he may have liked the ladies in his past. Ooh, he might okay. have been a bit of a ladies' man. Mm. One of them did make a joke that um, he was calling him a, himself a snack one day, self-proclaimed snack. And my construction cutie <laughs> got a little bit offended and said, well, if you're a snack, then I'm a three-piece feed. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Oh. So 
I feel like he was a little bit considered himself a bit of a leader's man back oh, in the day. Okay. New nickname, three-piece feed. You've tamed a wild stallion. I've tamed a stallion. <sighs> I mean, I didn't realise I was, but boom, Scott, here we go. Mm. So they're all very sweet. They all love, you know, what were they talking about? Harry Potter, their love of Harry Potter, golf, just normal Normal guy stuff, bless Cute. them. Normal yeah, guy stuff. Normal guy stuff. Lovely. So they, were, they were a lovely little group. And are they mostly coupled up or mostly single? Mostly single. I think there was only one who had a girlfriend. <gasps> yeah. Well, listeners, listeners, ladies. get in touch if you want to have someone from the group. Ladies, ladies, <laughs> ladies. If you need a snack, get in touch. Feeling hungry? Get in touch. There's some there's some electricians, there's some accountants, they're a lovely bunch of young men. If you're a little bit peckish, we have a snack. <laughs> <laughs> have we got the snack for you? Oh my god. <laughs> snack attack. Well, that's great. Love that bit of news. So it was great. Um look, the week we had our first probably it wasn't a fight, definitely not a fight, but it was like a little tiff, a little oh. tiff. Ooh. That's always yeah. interesting, the first yes. ones of those. Yes, yes, yes. So I think we'd obviously had like a, a, a big weekend, the weekend before, sort of seeing each other and hanging out and it all gets pretty intense when you're meeting each other's friends and, and whatnot and he came over on the Monday night and we were both pretty tired and he does have to get up very early, like he's up at 5 a.m., for work. He's a construction cutie. He's a construction <laughs> cutie. He's doing the work of the people. And I am a late night person and probably also have a lot of energy. And I, you know, may have kept him up the night before on Sunday night. And he went to work and was very, very tired. And he was a bit like, okay, well, you can't keep me up that late. Like I've told you, you need to let me sleep. So he came over and he went to sleep by 8.30. Now I'm lying in a dark room and he's snoring next to me and I was just like, okay, okay, I am not going to sleep for another few hours. I could be doing so many activities and I'm just here and he's peacefully asleep and we haven't even had sex. We're turning into an old married couple and what am I doing? My life is now dictated by a man. You just like break into like a sad ballad version now of like, all eyes on me in the center of the ring just like a Spotlight on <laughs> in a dark room <laughs> while he's sleeping next to you and you're just singing the minor key version of it. <laughs> he's peacefully asleep. Can you not go to like another room and do some activities? Like I yeah. think that is actually such productive time. When Carl falls asleep early, I'm like, yes, I can get so many tasks done. <laughs> yeah, the problem was though, I wanted him to be awake and I wanted him to entertain me. Hmm. Oh, you wanted a playmate. I wanted some I wanted some fun play times. Yeah. So anyway, I started to get very immature. So I was tossing and turning. Oh, you were trying to wake mm. you were trying to wake him up without actually waking him up. Okay. Yep. So I was doing that. <laughs> very immature. My therapist would probably give me a talking to about that. And he did wake up and he said, Is everything okay, darling? And I was like, uh-huh, fine. And he was like, are you sure everything's fine, darling? And I was like, <laughs> yep, it's fine. And he said, everything's not fine, is it? 
And I was like, mm, it's fine. He said, well, I'm right here if you'd like to talk. Use your words. And <laughs> Use your words. He says that to me. Use your words. Bloody hell. Use your words. And I was like, mm-hmm. And it was, I don't know why it was so hard for me. No, I do. That's a lie. I do know why. I sort of in my head thought if I bring up my issues, is this going to start a massive fight and in the past with past relationship, as we will remember back to New York narcissist, bringing up anything like that would just result in like a screaming match. A huge big deal. So I was like, don't say anything, don't say anything. I was mad, but I'm thinking, don't say anything. Don't say anything, don't say anything, don't make a big deal. Just be immature and shitty. Don't make a big deal. Just keep rolling around on the bed. (laughs) Just keep rolling around like an immature little bitch. (laughs) So, (laughs) but eventually I said to him, you know, I just, I realise that I woke you up the night before and I'm sorry but now you're asleep at 8.30 and we haven't even had sex and I feel like we're just turning into an old married couple and, you know, we've spent most of our time dating because it's been COVID in our trackies at home, which has been amazing to get to know someone at a very accelerated level. But, you know, I'm sort of a bit like, are we just turning into boring people? Right. Mm. And he said, he said, no. He said, okay, I'm sorry. He's like, we're both going to have to... You know, in relationships anyway, you both have to make concessions for other people and what other people need. Compromises, Um, yeah. He said, I compromising and you're going to have to compromise and I'm going to have to compromise and, you know, if I know that that's what you you need in terms of like that physicality. And then he said, why was that so hard for you to say? He said, that was really hard for you to get your words out. I said, yeah, it was. I said, because I said I don't know I was just worried that you were and then once I'd got that out you know when you uh, have you're holding on to something you've worked yourself up about it then once you say it and everything's all right it's kind of like that release yeah yeah and I said well I'm just was a bit scared you were going to like it was going to become a fight and then of course so embarrassing I started to cry again that's okay and he just and he was so sweet and he he just gave me a big hug and he goes, I've got you, baby. And he's like, I'm never going to yell at you. What a darling. And then we snuggled. So is the new compromise like a 10 p.m. bedtime? Like have we spoken about what is acceptable? A little bit later. Actually, I was quite tired and um, last night we went to bed about, oh, yeah, about 9.30, 9.30. Or it's just like if he wants to go to bed at 8.30, you're like, at 6 p.m. we must bang and then you may go to bed. <laughs> It's fine. We just have to schedule that in. No one misses out. Schedule it in. Schedule it in. Well, that's good. It's amazing. Um, And then there's one more piece of gossip for you guys. Get excited. Give me, give me more. I will get the people what they want. Okay. Okay, guys. (laughs) So, as we know from last step, he bought me the Whizbang vibrator, which has been amazing. (laughs) Oh, Slurpy Susan. Oh, shit. Yuck. <laughs> Gross. Don't call it that. You'll never get it out of the drawer. Should we get out Slurpee Susan? I've got Black Beauty in Slurpee Susan. Oh, my God. Far out. <laughs> so we've been obviously like the guards down a lot more. We've got to know each other a lot more. I feel so much more comfortable with him. And the other night I had a thing happen which kind of 
rocked my socks. So we're doing the deed. I was on top. We get out the vibrator. Slurpy Susan. <laughs> Slurpy Susan. I didn't want to say it, but there yeah. you go. Slurpy yeah. Susan. Whilst I – now, we know that I am <laughs> not coping with <laughs> Slurpy Susan. <laughs> I'm not coping. Okay. You're having a threesome with Slurpy. I'm having a threesome with Slurpy Suze. And oh. <laughs> now we know it's really hard for me to climax during. Yeah. It's usually afterwards. But this was during. And with the help of old SS, <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, guys, I've never had anything like this. I had an experience. It was like... My body was about to explode. I got really hot and tingly. And then mm. as I climaxed, it was my brain broke. It was like my nervous <laughs> it was like my nervous system just shorted. Yeah. And I had an overwhelming, uncontrollable urge to both laugh and cry hysterically at the same time. So it was like it happened and I sort of was like, ah! <laughs> and then he was he was like you know this is great woohoo I'm doing my thing and then I was like oh, I just can't stop laughing and then I started crying again hysterically yeah. I've been there incredible I've been there absolutely me too it's amazing it's not a super frequent thing something like like when it's that extreme yeah but yeah it's amazing isn't it crazy release well I thought in the moment, until I asked you girls a few days later, mm-hmm. I was like, do I need to go to therapy about this? I felt <laughs> like I'd had 32 years of repressed emotions just completely release. It was amazing. Amazing. And good to know that I'm normal. Oh, yeah. You are absolutely normal. You don't need therapy over that. That's a bloody excellent thing. Yeah. Nothing to be concerned about. And I bet CC and SS were pretty happy with themselves too. <laughs> They both were giving each other high fives. (laughs) Pow, pow. (laughs) Well, thanks for updating us, Katie. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for giving the people what they want. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back with the segment nobody asked for but everybody needs. The (laughs) Fatty (laughs) Home. This week we are discussing a very hot topic. <laughs> I've lost it. <laughs> I've actually, actually lost, lost it. it. Okay. Which, according to womenonhealth.com, can be described as... Electricity surges through my whole body. Like I'm on the tallest drop of a roller coaster. It's like fantastical energy. There's nothing like it. The best feeling in the world. We are, of course, discussing... Orgasms! What a timely thing to be discussing after your story, Katie. Absolutely. So we have touched lightly on orgasms over our previous episodes as we have discussed Katie's struggles and subsequent orgasm triumphs, as we've just heard as well. But today we are delving deeper into our education and as such focusing mostly on the female orgasm. The simple fact is we all deserve to have regular orgasms, although many of us are still learning 
debating and practicing. What's essential is understanding that we are all capable of experiencing orgasms in a variety of different ways, from healing migraines and relieving stress to soothing pain, boosting your immune system and giving your body an effective workout, orgasms really are a cure-all. For all of the heavy lifting that the female reproductive area has to endure, we are at least rewarded with the clitoris. Yay! Which is the only human organ specifically designed purely for pleasure. Did you know the clitoris is like an iceberg? mostly invisible below the surface, wrapping around the vaginal tunnel and extending out towards the thighs. The part that we're seeing and feeling is just this tiny little gland that creates the head of the clitoris. From there, all this fabulous magical stuff is happening beneath the surface. There are more than 8,000 nerve endings in the tip of the clitoris alone. The clitoris can swell as much as 300% when engorged and it is the only part of the human body that never ages. An 80-year-old clit looks and works the same as a 20-year-old one, but it does keep growing. It could be 2.5 times as big in your 90s as it was in your teen years. Yes, girls. Holy mackerel. Fascinating. Isn't it fascinating? It is. So what exactly are the different types of orgasms? There is much debate about the exact number of orgasms possible for a female to have. Some say 10, some say 12, some say 14. Regardless, it is undoubtedly in the double digits. Yes. So we have the G-spot orgasm. Your G-spot is on the front wall of your vagina, about halfway between your vaginal opening and the cervix. Use a circular come-hither motion and with applied pressure and massage the area slowly. The breast nipple orgasm. Research has discovered that stimulation of the nipple activated in that area of the brain known as the genital sensory cortex. This is the same brain region activated by stimulation of the clitoris, vagina and cervix. What this means is that the woman's brain seemed to process nipple and genital stimulation in the same way. Anal orgasm. Yes, your butt. Calling it an anal orgasm is cheating a little, as while it's certainly possible to have an orgasm while having anal sex, it's not an anal orgasm as such, but more likely owing to indirect stimulation of the G-spot or clitoris or even the posterior fortnix. U-spot orgasm. The urethra. Yes, the pee hole. Surprised? The urethra is actually surrounded on three sides by the clitoris. When your U-spot is stimulated, the erectile tissue surrounding the opening engorges with blood, thus triggering the skein's glands to produce fluid, the stuff of squirting, and you to become aroused. The kissing oral orgasm. Your lips are packed with closely set nerve endings, classified as a mucocutaneous region of the body. This means that they have the power to get you aroused. Achieving orgasm this way requires deep focus, but it can happen. I'm quite amazed by that as a side note, that you can have one from just from kissing, like just your mouth on mouth. I'm going to practice that. Uh, Next up we have cervical orgasm. This is also known as the deep spot orgasm or the posterior fortnix. For some vaginas, this area may be quite sensitive and possibly feel painful rather than pleasurable if the pressure is forced. Some say it feels a little like anal sex, which makes sense as the posterior fortnix shares the same nerves as your anus. 
The clitoral orgasm. Whether you're receiving oral sex, applying pressure, or breaking out your favourite pleasure product, like Slurpee Susan, for a more (laughs) consistent vibe, clitoral orgasms are definitely ranked as a favourite. Vaginal orgasm. A vaginal orgasm, as the name would suggest, is an orgasm that comes from the stimulation within the vagina. The A-spot orgasm. The anterior fortnix is all the way up the belly side of your vagina, beyond the G-spot, before but near the cervix. A fantasy slash mental orgasm. Fantasy or mental orgasms happen because of stimulation of your biggest sex organ, your brain. Multiple orgasms. Multiple orgasms come in two forms, sequential, one right after the other with rest time in between, and serial, one right after the other with no rest in between. Breath orgasm. These can be brought on by focused, deep, rhythmical breathing. You build energy with your breath, altering your state of consciousness and often initiating a release of energy or change in consciousness, which can be pretty intense. The megagasm orgasm. Whoa. <laughs> megagasm Whoa. orgasm. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tongue twister. To quote from the Explorer's Guide to Planet Orgasm, during a megagasm, it can feel as if a lifetime of pent-up emotion were bursting free. And it is. Your body feels open with electricity streaming through it. You may experience lots of tingling in your hands and lips. Your jaw may chatter and your lover may end up having some kind of contact orgasm too. This sounds like you, Katie. It does. This is it. I did it. I think you had your first megagasm. I had a megagasm, guys. Yes, Woo. girl. Woo. Blended orgasm. Blended orgasms are when more than one area is being stimulated at the same time. Simple. One hand here, a mouth there, a leg wrapped tightly around. Voila. You get a combination of all of the above. So that's our list. I was quite amazed by some of these. I knew that we could have lots of different kinds, but that's probably beyond what my knowledge of it was. Absolutely. And yeah, doing more research on this, you realise how little you know about your own like reproductive system and your own pleasure centres. Yeah, you're never taught this. Why aren't you taught this? You're not taught. I'd love to know how many different kinds men can have because I know women can have so many more. I think theirs is definitely less. I thought it was I was just like, oh, it must just be that they can like have one regular and then Mm. like they can have their um, like anal one as well. Yeah. But it did say that they could have multiple as well. So there's, but I think it's more like from different positions, but it's still ultimately like coming from the same place. A similar pleasure centre. Yeah. Whereas we have all those different kind of spots where it can actually sort of originate from I guess so I I I am interested to do a bit more focus on the male orgasm too and maybe we can pop that into another forum but do your own reading too certainly um you know read about the female and the male whatever's of interest to you or for a partner or for a friend to Mm. recommend but there's lots of information out there so interesting so much and you know the the clitoris being the only part on the human body like solely for pleasure yeah women's bodies are amazing uh, amazing, but you. I read a sobering quote of being like, and it's also the part that has, you know, historically in so many cultures, it's been like cut off, it's yeah. been like yeah. abused. Female it's circumcision. Been, yeah, it's just, it's wild. Speaking of the, the female body being amazing, which it is, I also was reading that... Um, that it can be common for people to have orgasms while they give birth. So chook it, it Chloe. <laughs> Ooh. 
Well, I've got something to look forward to, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to borrow Slurpee, Susan? <laughs> they do. Oh, <laughs> I've got my own Slurpee, Sue, thanks. Um, but they do actually say that um, having having clitoral stimulation and having an orgasm during labour can actually um, help with pain. I learned that on Grey's Anatomy, so it must be true. It's got to be true. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I definitely know... Um, as well, I mean, it's obviously not the same thing, but they do recommend that too for people who get really bad period pain is mm. to have an orgasm. Oh, 100%. Because it can help. Release the pressure. Yeah, it's all those like contractions happening on that um, as the wall sheds. So it's like just releasing that, you know, energy in that area. So just get get out your toys, hydrate, grab a partner by the hand, be safe. <laughs> And start making your way through the list. Go for it, guys. So thank you to Refinery29.com, The Guardian and The Explorer's Guide to Planet Orgasm for helping us with our orgasm education. Cosmo shares some of the less conventional things that have brought people to orgasm. When I was a young teen, I was helping in our yard. We had an electric weed trimmer that we used around pine trees that were in the back of our property. Do you know that weed trimmers vibrate? Because they do. <laughs> oh my god be careful <laughs> that person be careful <laughs> that's worse than the epilator i was gonna say <laughs> here's another one i used to think i had some weird fetishes that i wasn't acknowledging or whatever because one time i woke up mid-orgasm and i had just dreamt about buying oriental rugs from a bunch of aliens <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like my pregnancy dreams you guys i've been having the craziest most vivid dreams <laughs> None mid-orgasm, though. I wish. (laughs) Worse luck. This person says, One time I was getting a detailed tattoo on my thigh that took about five hours. Towards the end, the pain got so bad that with the constant vibrating of the needle mixed with having to pee, all of a sudden I had an orgasm while the artist turned away to get more ink. Damn. Oh, wow. Have you guys ever had, I think they call it a fitgasm. Have you guys ever had one at the gym? No. No, I've heard of these. I've heard of it. I have and it was have it you? was yes and it was it was actually I felt so embarrassed because I was like oh do people know what were you doing but yeah I, I I think it was like was it the rower or something mm. something with a lot of like movement <laughs> oh. um but yeah and I actually did some research and it's a thing they call it a fitgasm <gasps> we need to we need to add that to the list we need to add the birthgasm and the fitgasm yes happens a lot in yoga because you're engaging your pelvic floor and once you start squeezing that area you start stimulating of course Mm. bit of randy yoga so this week we actually did a call out on our socials and three fabulous fannies have been brave enough to share their own weird and wonderful orgasm experiences with us one listener said i had first date sex with a guy blacked out during climax hit my head and woke up in hospital (laughs) one listener recalls I have had a few synesthesia orgasms where I experience colours or shapes. Most recently, 80s bright coloured zigzags. It is wild. Oh, my God. I'm so interested that someone else said that. I get that all the time. Really? All the time. Do you? All the time. I'll say to Connor, like, I'm seeing this, like, this is the colour I'm seeing now. Like, this is the shape I'm seeing now. Oh, wow. You're like, I'm seeing unicorns on clouds. <laughs> Whoever wrote that, thank you. You've just made me feel like there's another there's another person out there. You should try and draw them, Han. You should. Orgasm art. <laughs> that's my pivot. That's my pivot. Orgasm art. That's your whole new pivot. It's your pivot. You should. I'd love to see what you see. Yeah, I see colours and shapes all the time. 
I do. It depends. It changes all the time, depending on the mood. I love it. Good for you. Thanks for that. And one listener said, celebrating squirting for the first time with my new womanizer, ISO done right. Oh, go queen. I was really um, curious to know what a womanizer is and it's a vibrator that uses air pressure to get you there. So instead of our Slurpee Susan friend that goes, Um. that sort of sucks (laughs) in, it's actually, it's, propelling air out that's interesting ah. and I want to try it it sounds amazing I want that too womanizer womanizer you're a woman womanizer <laughs> I want to try that womanizer if you listen please give us some free merch thank you yeah we'll try it and do a product review yeah please well that my friends is the fanny forum Yes. <laughs> what was it? The segment everybody, what was it? The segment nobody asked for, but everybody needs. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I love it. Mm, I love I it. Love it. <sighs> As always, let's check in on the COVID dating news around the world. Damage.com tells us about a recent study by Harvard researchers that res- is it Damage? Demarge? Demarge? I don't Demar- know. Demarge sounded nice. Say that. <laughs> Demarge. Demarge. Or I'll say Demarge. It's like Target Demarge. and Target. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Demarge.com tells us about a recent study by Harvard researchers that reveals the do's and don'ts of casual dating in 2020. The study reaffirms that sex is an important part of normal, healthy human life and that there's serious mental health benefits to hooking up during a pandemic. While sexual contact remains risky, the study suggests that wearing masks, avoiding kissing, showering before and after sex, and thorough cleaning can prevent any potential spread of the coronavirus. Of course, even sleeping with someone you're self-quarantining with is not devoid of all risk. The study also states that while virtual dating carries basically no risk of infection, there's still a potential risk of screenshots of conversations or videos and sexual extortion to occur. The biggest takeaway from this study is that it's more important than ever to practice safe sex. Do the right thing and you can get back to booty calling like you were before. Just as a side note. Yeah. I feel like it would be so horrible and impersonal to have sex while wearing a mask and not kissing and. I know. (laughs) I know. And showering before and after. You'd probably just rather not even go there. It just seems like it's a very impersonal thing. I'd just rather light a candle and flick the bean. <laughs> Absolutely. I know that seems very clinical, doesn't it? Like it I does, understand that it, it has to be, but it's like you'd almost rather avoid it because it just feels like it would feel so unsatisfying. Yeah. Imagine with a mask on just like rubbing faces with a mask. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like that would be so impersonal. Sorry, I've I've detoured. I've derailed news. No, I feel I was thinking the same. I was thinking the same. Coronavirus has had a dramatic effect on the way people use the dating app Tinder. Its boss has told BBC News. Fuck, that didn't read right, sorry. <laughs> Fine. You know when you go, yeah. it's like, is boss told yeah. BBC News? Yeah. News. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> Coronavirus has had a dramatic effect on the way people use the dating app Tinder, its boss has told BBC News. There has been a dramatic shift in behaviour metrics, which are normally stable, says Mr Sideman. Tinder users made three billion swipes worldwide on Sunday the 29th of March, the most the app has ever recorded in a single day. 
Tinder is planning to roll out its own video dating function in June, says Mr Sideman. The video call service will operate on a double opt-in policy, so both sides of the match would have to agree to it. He says the changes to dating brought in by coronavirus lockdowns have merely accelerated a generational change the company was already tracking. The 18-year-olds joining the app now, unlike their predecessors who joined in 2012, have grown up immersed in social media apps and see the virtual world as something quite natural. For this generation, online matches aren't just about organising a meet-up in real life. They are about having fulfilling online experiences too, he explains. That's an interesting point, that they are a generation that has grown up with apps in general. So it's not an adjustment for them, but that's funny. Think about all the catfishing that must be happening though. Oh, it would be. Good golly. Ooh. Instagram account Tinder Nightmares records the awkward and downright bizarre encounters that take place on Tinder that are sent in by anonymous users. We wanted to share some of the latest COVID-era encounters. One user opens with, We are in a time where people must stay at home, where they are forced to write a shitty poem. And while we are isolated in different cities, (laughs) I'd still like to see your quarantitties. Another makes a bold opening move by saying, did you know that if you rearrange the letters in coronavirus, you get carnivorous, which makes sense because I want to spend the next 14 days in quarantine eating you, winky face. I can't cope with the phrase eating you. I can't. No. This conversation dies quickly when one user says, you're cute. I'm cute enough. So what now? And the other replies, Message each other sporadically about how it sucks that we can't get a drink, then completely forget about each other the second we can actually go out because we're talking to 10 other people we wanted to meet more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mic drop. Oh, yeah. And finally, one user says, quarantine and smash? And the other replies, what are we smashing? Your face? The patriarchy? Any hope I had of finding a decent person on here? (laughs) Too real. God, it's rough out there. It's rough out there. Triggered. And we are wrapping up for another week, One Shook Ponies. Thank you for lending us your ears for another ridiculous episode of Cock Blocked by Corona, the podcast. We must announce that next week's episode will be our season one finale. So bloody well write in, please, if you want to hear us talk about something before we have a little break and I go and pop out a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your potties. And please shoot us an email at cblockedpodcast at gmail.com or slide into our Instagram DMs at cblockedpodcast. We love hearing from you with your wild dating stories, pandemic pivots, inappropriate thumb wars and orgasmic adventures. You have been listening to Lauren McKenna, Hannah Fredrickson and I suspect very nearly off the market, Kate Foster. Our producer is Carl McKinnon at Tech Tech Boom and this week is brought to you by Saline Solution and Slurpee Susan. Stay safe, be kind, avoid coming in someone's eye and we will see you next week. (laughs) Bye!